0: Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has
1: overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So I'm delighted to be able to bring to you today a lady who has really paved the way for women in the health and fitness industry, Narinda Hayer. Now Narinda has been in Luxembourg, she's been on TVs worldwide, she's represented England for so many things in relation to health and fitness. But more importantly than that, and something that I really connected with was her true endearing nature. You see, Narinda is somebody who just genuinely cares. She genuinely wants to see people change their lives for the better. And even more importantly, should I say, something that actually goes with the whole theme of this show is that she writes her own story each and every day. She has completely scrapped the stereotype of what Asian ladies should do. She is empowering ladies from all across the world and she's just so insightful in the way that she, one, conducts herself, but two, in her plans moving forward. So it's somebody who I can definitely see myself potentially collabing with on some health and fitness stuff, as I personally want to try and disrupt that space just a little bit myself. But I'm conscious this is a long interview, so I'm going to literally stop rambling now. And once again, I just want to thank every single one of you for the massive support this podcast is growing a hell of a lot quicker than i thought so that is all down to you guys and the incredible guests i've had on it so without further ado let's get this interview on the way okay so i'd like to start off by welcoming narinda to the show today she has kindly taken time out of her day to share her story so narinda if you wouldn't mind if you could kind of well firstly actually how are you doing today
0: I'm fine, Aaron. How are you? I'm very well,
1: thank you. Sorry, I almost forgot to welcome you to the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. This is actually the
1: second time we're recording today. So I've actually just uh, lost my trail of thought as well. So it's very important. Obviously, I've heard a little bit about your story just before we've obviously started this podcast. If you could give the listeners an insight in relation to your journey, a little bit about yourself, and basically what brings you here today on Find Your Voice.
0: Okay. Right, so my name's Linda Haya. I've been in the health and fitness industry 23 years. Uh, 23 years, I'm talking, when I started, there was no Asian women in the gym. It was not known for an Asian woman to be in that gym. To be honest, I was always told it was okay for the Asian boys to be there. The culture was a bit different at the time. Um, but funny enough, when I actually went into the gym, there wasn't even an Asian voice. So I was actually the first Asian person in the gym, It was, it was hard. It wasn't the most easiest thing. You know, I was kind of discriminated against. I was kind of knocked down several times. But me, I kind of took that on the chin. I'm a very, very strong person. So kind of, let me go back to how it started. So when I was quite young, I used to watch my brothers train and I used to look at them. and I used to find it quite inspiring. They'd wake up early in the morning They'd be training. I'm talking like four or five in the morning, run around the park, come back and chin-ups. And I'd be like, wow, you know what? I'd love to do all this. I'm like, what my brothers can do, I can do. So it was one of those. I was kind of into fitness. I love that fitness side. Um, you know, it was just something that kind of inspired me. That was kind of my hobby. So if ever anybody wanted to find me, they'd be like, "Rinda's in the gym. It was so easy. You couldn't lose me. It was like, she's in the gym. <laughs> if it was anybody's wedding... Uh, where's Miranda? she's in the gym first doing a workout it was kind of like that yeah so that was my kind of sanctuary and I kind of loved it and that's something that nobody can ever take away from you that's kind of my hobby but also a way of kind of escaping Mm -hmm. and that's kind of my place where I kind of go it clears your head so I remember when I was quite young I said to my dad um, okay so my dad kind of has become my manager blessing is amazing um and so is all my family I've had the support and this is why I've kind of got where I have today because of my family so I remember saying to my dad 23 years ago okay so I'm thinking of going into fitness and my dad kind of looked at me and he was like bearing in mind in those days it wasn't known for an Asian girl to go in the gym and my dad went okay so he goes but if you're serious about it do it if you're going to waste time don't bother yeah. And I goes, just concentrate on, you know, your education, what you want to do. I was like, I'm still going to do my degrees. I'm still going to do my courses. But this is something I think I want to do. I think this can go a long way. And my dad goes, well, okay, if you're going to do that, go and show the boys what a girl can do. And I remember that for 23 years. And um, I worked hard. I did. I literally... I kind of trained with a lot of amazing uh, fitness gurus, as I put them. These guys are amazing, took me under the wing, taught me what I needed to, made me the girl I am today, made me a very, very strong fitness woman. Um, And I appreciate all the support I've had over 23 years. A lot of people knocked me, but a lot of people supported me. Um, You know, they kind of opened the doors, and I'm so grateful for every little support I had um, but you know what, you would be shocked. I'm actually so grateful for the people that knocked me because every knockback made me the stronger Absolutely. girl. Absolutely. Made me the girl I am today. So I'm actually quite thankful because it made me who I am. Mm. So 23 years, I kind of did a lot of courses. I kind of trained with a lot of amazing people. I worked at a lot of gyms. I, um, I worked in law. I'm a chartered accountant, a life coach, counsellor, motivational speaker. I'm a military-style boot camp instructor. I'm a beach body coach and um, instructor. The Insanity is my favorite workout. Love killing everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I swear, I'm, I'm one of those personal trainers, no pay no gain. If you're breathing on the floor, I will check to see your are breathing. I'll give you some water, I'm going home. you got to finish that workout. Um, so I don't believe in getting the results if you're not going to put the effort in. So I'm also part of... Um, Six in the City, which is a famous London team, which is for uh, Baba Fodja saying mm-hmm. he's the face of Adidas and and supported by Nestle's. So I'm part of, and he's 108 years old. He's my inspiration, and I think if he can do that, I can do that. Absolutely. So I'm part of his uh, running team team as well. I went to Luxembourg recently on the 31st of May. Represented Great Britain. Uh, represented Six in the City with my team. Represented. Asian women, I represented uh, my religion, my community. It was mm-hmm. so amazing. Running with 16,000 people, it was over 28 degrees. It was the hardest thing of my life. But all I kept thinking is, Rinda, you've got to grab the medals. You need not just one, because we went through interfaith, which is a run for world peace. Mm-hmm. And all the nations and all the cultures come together. It was a fascinating to learn about different cultures. I kind of find I was so interested in that. Mm-hmm. I met so many different people from different countries as well. And we went to represent Sikhism and to come back and... It's probably the amazing thing. All I kept thinking, when the heat hit 16,000 people, you saw them collapsing. All I kept thinking is, Narendra, you got to get this Luxembourg mm-hmm. medal. Because when you get this one, you'll get the interfaith one, which means that you represented um, our culture mm-hmm. and our team from the UK. I was like, I can't fail. Yeah. I don't believe in failure. Failure to me, I, I believe in failure in, up to a point where fail, make the mistake, get up and do it again. So I do that. I failed several times in life, but I got up, got up and did it again. But when I mean failure, when you give up before you've even tried and you can't do that. So the, the word failure and I can't are not in my vocabulary, always have never been. I don't believe in those two words. There is nothing you can't do in life. There's no limitations in your life. You can be whatever you want to be. And I've proved it. Um, so. 23 years, so basically my break came after 20 years. Um, I introduced Insanity to Wolverhampton, one of the Wolverhampton gyms. It came in the Express and Star, it came in the Asian newspaper. And next minute, the radio shows were ringing me up, um, and then I spoke to somebody on KTV, and I can't explain exactly what I've done. They were like, you need to come on the show. <laughs> it, went, it was amazing, it was nice. And at that point, I, I had it slept. I had a couple of hours sleep because I've been working a long day with my clients. Um, basically went on the show with a couple of hours sleep. When I sat there, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Do you know what you just think? Have I just made a mistake? Next minute, live interview, went out to Europe, became one of the most famous Asian girls. I beat our Asian boys 23 years ago. So what our Asian boys couldn't do in the gym, it was an Asian girl who showed him. Uh, so I became one of the most famous Asian girls um, and the girl with the most qualifications. So I have my fitness show and it, it comes out. Um, I record it on Wednesdays and it's showing to our Asian community um, on Sky 771 um, every Saturday at one thirty. And you know what? It's so shocking. I record it, but I never watch it. I don't like to look back. Why is that? I don't know. Do you know what it is? When I look back, I kind of pick on, mm-hmm. I, I criticise myself so much, which is good. Criticism is good, but I know I could have done mm-hmm. better. So I know if I don't watch it, I know I made mistakes on that, I'll do better next time. So I'm very critical about myself. If you can take criticism, be crit- critical about yourself and take criticism from other people, make sure you're a stronger person. So, you know, I've kind of done quite a lot in my life. And, um, and then after that, um, a lot of doors have opened. Um, again, I went to Luxembourg, came back, ended up on a lot of Asian shows. Um, I've been a speaker at a lot of events over the years. I train a lot of celebrities, newsreaders, models. Um, You know, you have the American weight loss loser. I I do a UK version of that. So, yeah, I've had a lot of sad stories where I've had a young girl. um, She was 20, I think 25. And obviously she had put on a lot of weight. When I mean a lot, it was quite a lot. But she went to a doctor and a doctor said, well, you're not going to survive over the age of 30. So he goes, you need to lose the weight. Otherwise, you're never going to see your family. You're not, you're not going to see nobody. At that point, obviously, because I'm a qualified counselor, she came to me for counseling. And she cried and she goes, Minda, I'm going to die. I said, No, you're not. She goes, My oh, doctor told me I'm going to die. So, well, what support did your doctor give you? And she goes, Well, nothing. He just said, I need to lose weight. And I started laughing. And she goes, What are you laughing at? I've just been told I'm going to die and you're laughing. I was like, You do not. I'm a personal trainer. I was like, You know what? I will help you through this journey. I will get you to that point. We will lose the weight together. We're going to work as a team because I train alongside my clients. I don't stand there. I don't believe in standing with a clipboard. Motivation starts when you get on the next machine. You feel that pain like they do. So I trained her and um, we got her down. She lost a lot of weight. Um, She then met a lovely man. She got married. She had a baby. And it was amazing. And to go to that wedding when you know family make a speech and told that you know what thank you for saving my daughter's life i cried that's when you know you're a good personal trainer Absolutely. personal training but a lot of people think personal training is about um, how many clients you have we have that i walk into all the gyms and they're like i got twenty thousand. i got this i'm like really i'm like you know what quantity is more important when my clients look good and they go nirinda you know what i'm smiling i feel good i know then i'm a good personal trainer Absolutely. your clients will make you the person you are um, and I don't know, I've always been a strong person. I don't believe in giving up. I've never given, I, I don't, I don't believe in it. I've always been a strong positive person, maybe because I've had the support of my family. Um, but even now, you'd be shocked how many people say to me, minute give it up. You've done enough now. You've done so much in your life. And I'm like, nah, I haven't even started. <laughs> yeah. I said, I have- It's it's so funny. I'm like, you know what? I haven't even put my foot on that ladder. I'm just about to start. And they're like, but you've done 23 years. I'm like, no, no, no. What I have in mind to do, I haven't started. So these year, working on a lot of um, projects, um, you know, for people with disabilities. I think everybody has a right to have a chance to train. It doesn't matter what your disability is. Um, you know, everybody has the right to feel exactly, you know, feel good about themselves because Training is not about just getting a great body. It's about making you feel good inside. I like to make my, fi- my clients feel good inside. And it, sh- it shows on the outside as well. Because fitness is about, it's about your mind, it's about your body and your confidence. And I think everybody has a right, no matter whatever your disability is. So I'm working with a lot of organisations at the moment. I have a lot of qualifications working with people with disabilities. And I'm kind of excited to get the ball rolling on that side this year. And I think they deserve every Absolutely. opportunity. So um, I work all over UK. Leeds, not you Manchester and London. Um, I travel a lot with work, depending on where my clients. I do Skype visit, um, Well, yeah, I do Skype workouts. I do home visits. I have a lot of clients in America. Um, yeah, basically everywhere and anywhere. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I just don't. Even now, I don't believe in giving up. Um, you know, after after I've done this with this uh, podcast with you, I've got work to do. <laughs> it never I can ends. I
1: Feel your energy coming through my computer screen right now, and I'm I'm sitting here as a personal trainer myself actually, and I'm kind of like, hey, yes, this this is incredible <laughs> because this is a kind of personal trainer that I would advocate for so I rarely recommend personal trainers now when I went into personal training it was literally for that happiness and fulfilment to change somebody's life yeah. because I know how losing fat changed my life I don't care for a yeah. quantity of numbers I don't I don't necessarily care for the paycheck either it was about, exactly. it was about instilling that person's confidence to see them literally transform yeah. them their lives so when you said about how you changed that woman's life that was a beautiful story because I've had clients who have come up to me and they've literally said the best year of their life was the time that they trained with me and sometimes it was not necessarily even the workouts it was more about how they felt when they were around me and just that self-confidence I was able to give them so I know just from the way you're speaking and obviously you've got a hell of a lot of experience a lot more than myself that you do that with your clients which is brilliant and I've got a list of questions here now and a list of points that I want yeah. to reel off because your story is fascinating so firstly 23 years in the game now I've been preaching health and fitness for the best part of eight nine years and the reason I preach yeah. it is slightly different reason it's it's the fact that I'm just fed up of seeing people die uh, around me family friends and it, it upsets yeah. me and I'm just like why are we not prioritizing our health and it is probably one of the the fewer passions that when I try other work so I, I've gone into podcasting absolutely love it I do property investing yeah. I do other businesses I still keep coming back to health so A conversation for another day. I'd I'd love to pick your brains because I have some visions in terms of how I want to disrupt the health sector as well myself. And obviously, I think your knowledge would be invaluable for that. You mentioned old boys, (laughs) Asian boys in the gym at 23 years ago and that's probably... The truth of it, because even 10 years, 15 years ago when I was at university, there was like two guys who actually went to the gym. And we actually thought they were weird because while we were too busy drinking vodka and eating kebabs and doing all that crazy stuff. (laughs) Exactly. There was those two guys who was going to the gym and we're thinking you're wasting uni. But straight after university, that's actually when I actually started to take my health seriously. And I kind of kicked myself and wish I went back. I also love the lesson that your dad said to you and I think that's a brilliant point. Go show the boys what a girl can do. I think that's that's fantastic and it's empowering for any ladies out there who maybe feel that fitness isn't for them, it's, it's a male thing because it's not, it's a person thing. We can all enhance our minds and our bodies and our confidence through fitness. And can you just, while we're live on show, because I always say this to people and I try and advocate women get into some sort of training. Can you please dispel the myth that women won't just suddenly end up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger when they pick up weights?
0: No. Please. <laughs> I, I, I get a lot of women that come and train with yeah. me and they'll be like, you're not going to make me look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, really? Because I pick up more weight than that lad over there and look at me. It's It's, you know what it is? I think sometimes you listen to so much and you start to believe it. You think it's it's because the guys pick up the weights, you think, I'm going to look like that. It doesn't happen. I'm actually, um, I'm really slim, but I'm very strong. And you can still have a very feminine body, but still be the most strongest amazing person. Do you know what I mean? I pick up a lot of weights and I don't look like a man. And I swear, I might sound like one today because (laughs) I was was teaching a boxing class and I've kind of lost my voice. Um, But no, you need to mix cardio. You need to mix cardio and weights. You need to do resistance work Mm. as well to get one of the most amazing bodies. Cardio will make you slim and skinny. The cardio machines and the weights and the dumbbells are the ones that will give you the shape. You need to combine two together you know what I mean? So I say that to every. That's my conversation with a lot of women. And the first thing they say is, Narendra, am I going to turn into a man? I'm like, no, why? I'm like, why? Who told you that? Um, such and such told me that. I'm like, no. I always say to my clients, look, at the end of the day, I bring my life coach and my counselling all of it together, and I say, look, learn to love yourself first, and we're going to learn you through, while you're doing personal training, we're going to teach you how to love yourself. Mm. Once you learn to love yourself, you'll love others around you. You become very inspiring. You know what I mean? And I'm one of those people, I don't, I if I find somebody very toxic or negative, I don't walk that way. I walk the opposite way. And so, so bad, but being a positive person, I wake up the same way that I end my day. I'm always smiling. <laughs> I make my job. Honestly, it's like, I speak to everybody in the gym. I make it my mission to speak to every single person in every gym that I ever go into because you never know when they might need you. And sometimes working in that industry, you have to be approachable. You have to be, um, you know, kind of friendly towards it. You're in the wrong job. I have a lot of people come up to me and say, some of your trainers don't smile or you guys walk with your chest high. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not like that. Because I, if I tell you a little, just a quick story, because recently in one of the gyms, we had a young 21-year-old girl that walked in mm-hmm. and she was sitting in the changing room, had her hands covering her face and she was crying. I was about to go and teach, um, I remember, legs, bums and thumbs. And I quickly went into the changing room and I saw this young girl and I saw her sitting there with her hands kind of like over her face. And I was like, are you Okay. And she looked up and she goes to me, wow, did you just ask me how I am? She goes, nobody in my life has ever asked me. I was like, really? Come on, really? She goes, no, I mean, nobody from my family to my friends have never asked me. Uh, She was crying. I went, you know what? Shall I give you a hug? And she goes, she looked at me. I went, no, no funny business. I said, "I'm, (laughs) I'm not like that. And I kind of broke the ice and she started laughing. And I went, you know what? What is it? You can talk to me. I said, you know, I'm a life coach counsellor. What you tell me today is confidential. Obviously, you have to, you know, it's confidential. And she told me to share this life story because she wants others to realise that you can change your life. And she goes, Miranda, I am being bullied at work. And the ladies in the office and the grown women with, with children are picking me up because I'm overweight. They, they flush my head down the toilet. I was like, wow, does that still happen? And she was like, Miranda, I get bullied because I'm overweight. And she goes, I, I don't like this life. And you could tell this child was depressed. And I went, OK, if I make you a promise, I promise you from today that I will change your life. I will give you the most amazing body for mm. you. I will make you the woman that nobody will pick on. I will turn the tables and make you the most strongest woman if you work with me. She kind of looked at me and she goes, thank you. I said, no, I haven't even done anything yet. I was like, you don't need to say thank you. She was like, Naminda, you're 20 minutes late for your LBT class. I was like, these people can wait, but you can't. And you know what? Obviously, when I went back to my LBT class, they all totted up me. I was like, yeah, ladies, get over it. But I was like, there was a child I was like, there's a child that needed help today, and I'm glad I stopped for that child. I'd do it for anybody. Of and course. you know the following day. The the young girl came in. I called her child because obviously she's younger. She came in. She bought me a bouquet of flowers and she bought me chocolates. I was like, wow. First of all, I've never seen chocolates in the gym. I was like, you can't bring them in. It was like, don't give them to me. Do you know what I mean? It's like bringing Mackeys into the gym. And she started laughing and she was like, this is for you. I said, why? I haven't done nothing. She goes, no, Narinda, you saved my life. Last night, I was sitting there to think, right, when I've got myself together, I'm going to Boots. I'm getting as many tablets as I can. I'm going to kill myself. She wanted to overdose herself, and that was the end of it. She goes, because you gave me a hug and stopped to ask me how it was, you saved my life. I cried. I literally cried in that room. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, look, if I had never stopped, which I always will. I'm not that kind of person. But I'm saying, for example, say if somebody did stop, that child would have ended alive. life and all because you're bullied because you're overweight i don't like that i've been a counselor i've dealt with women who've been battered abused I, I deal with eating disorders i deal with cancer patients i deal with a lot of people and you know what is i do not like bullies i cannot say i know nobody does but you know what years and years 23 years as a counselor and Every time there's somebody sitting in my office and they'll say I'll be bullied, I'm like, wow, do you know what? People need to stop. You need to look at yourself before you pick on somebody else. Never look, reflect, you know, whatever your issues are, deal with them, but never pick on somebody else because it's so wrong. And you know what? That day when I realized I, sh- I saved this child's life. So then we started training. We got to that point. We, we went for ACAS, obviously, to help her with her case. She won the case. All the people in the office were fired. She's now the assistant manager in the office with the most amazing body. Wow. She loves herself. She has she has a new team of people, all young. So inspiring. And she goes, that you saved my life. She comes in the gym. And the funniest thing is every time I see her, I said, you're looking very sexy. She goes, no, <laughs> Rinda, you know I look good. She goes, yeah. nobody needs to tell me. And I waited a long time for that young girl to tell me that at one point the child wanted to end her life. And look at that. <laughs> Every time we see her, she's always kind of like, Minda, you know I look sexy. I'm like, yeah, I waited a long time for that. This is what I'm saying. Always make it a job. Say hello to everybody. Absolutely. It doesn't kill you. I, I deliberately do it because you never know. It's only because she knew that I always approach everybody. And she was like, Rinda, you know what? Thank you. So that's what I'm saying. Look, being in the fitness industry isn't just about being a personal trainer. And I, yeah, you know, I've got that many clients. It's about looking after these people, caring. You got to be caring for these people. Even if it's not your client, you always got to be supportive. I'm always giving everybody a compliment. These guys look amazing. Sometimes I see people sitting there. I'm like, you okay? No, I've had a bad day. Come in. Let's have a chat. I do that. I will do it for anybody because I see it like this. If my family went to a gym, I'd want the same, same support for my family. You you've gotta be there for everybody. Mm. And life's too short and it's so precious. You can't discriminate. And I think a lot of I've I've recently, you know, had a lot of comments from uh, a lot of public in the gym and they've been saying that people don't smile. Your personal trainers don't smile. They don't talk to us. I'm like, Wow, really? I'm like, I talk too much. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but- yeah. I do. I think that's why I'm a life coach and a motivational speaker. So it's a kind of good quality to have people always say to me, when do you talk too much." I'm like, thank you for the compliment. I never take anything to heart because you know what? Everything has a meaning. So if you tell me to talk too much, I'm like, thank you. I already know that. That's why I became a motivational speaker. I had somebody who said, You've, you need to stop what you're doing. Don't do your marathons. You've got enough medals. I know where that comment came from. It didn't come from a good place. So I'm like, whoa, you know what? Then you sit back and you think, you know what? You have issues, but they're not my problem. You know what I mean? So... I, I don't give up no matter how many times. And like I said, 23 years is a long time to be knocked down. I've been knocked down several times. And you know what? I was like, now nah, if you guys can do this, I can do better. Just because I'm an Asian girl, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what religion. It doesn't matter what culture. If you're a man or a woman, never give up. Because you know what? Life's too short. You can be whatever you want. If somebody says to you, you can't do it, you know what? Think, Sit back and think to yourself, why can't I do it? You can't. You know, maybe I've been lucky because I've had the support of my family. My dad's become like my manager at the moment. My dad literally will, I'll go up to him and say, Dad, what do you think about this project? I've been offered this, this. And my dad's like, nah. So where will this take you? And my dad is amazing. And so is my family. And I don't think a lot of people have that support. And I know it's hard. But you know what? Never give up because you'll look back and you'll regret it i i listen to a lot of people and i'm like you know what what did you want to be you know you that conversation when you're young and the career advisor goes what would you like to be when you grow up yeah I've had, those com- I've had that conversation with a lot of people in the gym and they're like i wanted to do this but i never did i'm like why oh i was just scared of failing i'm like really wow it's never too late try it and you know these people will try it and be like, you know what thank you I, I try and help everybody as much as i can i don't i don't believing, giving up. I, I just think a smile goes a long way. It's probably the most powerful thing I have. And I always see it like this. My smile is probably the most powerful thing that somebody, nobody could ever take away from me because that's something that makes me who I am. And that has saved a lot of lives and supported a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I am also thank, thankful to God. I say my parents helped me. But, you know, what? at the end of the day, I always do pray to God and say thank you for making me who I am. I am happy and, you know, every good thing that happens in my life, I do. I go to the temple and say, thank you. Because you can't forget God. Without God, there's nobody. And that's my, that's my you know, opinion about it. Um, but a lot of people have helped me over the years and I am so thankful, um, you know, but uh, a lot of people still will try and knock me. I'm like, you know what? There's no way you can knock a strong woman. Absolutely. You can't.
1: You can't knock someone who knows where they're going and they want exactly. to. Exactly. Hey. I, I just love that. So again, hundred points. I want to, I want to kind of pull out of this, if I may. Firstly, I just want to say, obviously there was um, the whole support network which you've been fortunate to have. For anyone who doesn't have a support network, I think we definitely need to look externally to people like yourselves, to the Narindas in the world even myself. I always try and go out my way to help someone, whether it's a phone conversation or a face-to-face meet-up, just to try and support people. There are genuinely people out there who will take time out of the day to help so don't always think that, oh, if my mom or dad don't believe in me, that's it, my dreams are over because I've had to go against the grain on certain decisions in my life and in hindsight, I'm so grateful that i just bit the bullet and took those fears out of the way because actually it turned out okay so i definitely recommend people to do that another thing i picked out from you is that alongside all this vibrant and bubbly energy there's a person who truly cares in that and that's yeah. probably what's kept you going as a personal trainer and i love that about you because
0: thank you
1: one of the things that I resonate with and that is that that's how I felt with my clients. I could feel their pain. So I wasn't somebody who was always naturally in great shape. I was in okay shape. I got into really bad shape. And then I got back into shape. So I could always kind of empathize what they were going through. And one of the things that really hurts me to this day is so I've stopped actually one-to-one training for a long time now. And some of my clients have kind of, gone back to their old habits obviously changing their circle of influence and i genuinely get sad when i see them now and i still feel like having invested in them they're they're a part of me and i always feel like i haven't done my job properly that they haven't been able to sustain it and even to this day there's 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 somebody who actually listens to this show so he probably knows who i'm talking about it would mean the world for me to see him go back to how he used to be because there's so much potential there but again life can kick us down and it is literally about taking that motivation and i think especially when you've done it once so Nerinda, yeah. you can obviously speak from experience you've been there you've had these highs and for some people yeah. who maybe haven't had them it's difficult but i know just quickly going back to my client here he's been there his shape and this is for anyone one if you've been there yourself or two if there's somebody else who's been there in the world that shows you it's possible yeah that's what it's all about and i'm gonna segue now then because I'm curious how you've got so much energy. Now I have a lot of energy for about seven, <laughs> eight hours of the day and nah. then I like my solitude. So I'm a natural introvert, surprisingly enough. like I've always yeah. suffered with like shyness and anxiety. And a lot of the times somebody would smile at me. What I would actually do was I'd smile but I'd instantly look at the floor so it looks like I'm just <laughs> avoiding them when I was never avoiding them but I was too shy to actually make that eye contact. I've changed now but what I wanna know is one obviously, how you keep this energy up because I'm sure we could all do with a tub of this if if it's available. But <laughs> what's your what's your daily routine like from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep?
0: i don't know you know what first of all going back to the tub of it
1: mm-hmm.
0: there, there is no tub all it is basically i don't, I don't believe in giving up i think mm. you get life once make the most of your life and like you said you've seen a lot of people uh, pass away yeah. and, you know we see. i've had loads of close friends who've passed away i have a lot of counseling clients with cancer patients who passed away and that broke my heart you realize that you know what um you could be here today and gone tomorrow. And you've got to make that most of your life until you can do it. I always say to everybody, I'm going to go as far as I can until I think that's enough. You know, but it's never going to be enough. Um, so for me, I don't know. I wake up in the morning. I kind of like, I don't know. I kind of pray to God. Um, I looking at me a lot of people like you don't look religious but where does it say you have to look religious Mm -hmm. to pray to God I pray to God on one-to-one basis that's my relationship with my
1: God absolutely
0: I wake up I pray to God and that kind of gives me that strong motivation I'm like right I'm ready for the day um I don't know. I'm just always a bubbly person.
1: So there's nothing in your diet that gives you this X factor.
0: (laughs) No, I do eat healthy. No, I have breakfast. I never miss a meal. Mm -hmm. A lot of women make the mistake of missing meals and thinking they'll get the most amazing Mm -hmm. body. It's it doesn't work. You need to be having breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two little snacks. And I make it. I always have my food diary. It's in my. I have a diary with me, so make sure that I hit it exactly. I'm eating healthy. I do have a treat every so often. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot. People think that you can't, you have to live that life where you're on a diet. No, I have everything in moderation. I have all the treats I want. I have everything. I don't even give up chapatis. I love Mm chapatis, and I can give up my home food basically. So I eat very healthy throughout the day. Um, If I feel like I need something, I'll have it. I don't give up. I still have everything in moderation. But my attitude, I don't know. I'm a cheeky little thing because I think what it is for me, 23 years I've been knocked out. Every knockback made me stronger, girl. So, and it made me realize, wow, there are some very, very negative, depressed people in this mm-hmm. world. And then I realized I'm in the right job because fitness helps mental health. Uh, I was a speaker at a, an event a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, talking about mental health and fitness actually does help mental health. If you're yep. depressed, anxiety, depression, anything in your life. Fitness releases endorphins, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're training, it releases the stress. You need to be in that gym because obviously a lot of people think, I'll sit at home and look at the four walls. That will not solve your problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I've always just, I'm, I'm just always being a positive. But, yeah, I'm not saying everything goes perfect in my life and every day is not a good day. I have bad days sometimes. But you know how I analyze it? I think, oh, well, you know what? Tomorrow's a better day. Something goes wrong. I'm like, okay, if I'm working on a project and it didn't go through, I'm like, okay, it was not meant. it wasn't meant for me. Yeah, it's upsetting. It breaks your heart. Then you think, you know what? By crying about it, what are you going to do? Nothing. So I don't know. I worked with somebody a long time ago, and he gave me this advice. He goes, if there's something physical in your hand you can change, change it today. If it's not physical, why are you going to cry and stress yourself and make yourself ill about it? So I've always remembered that. And that was one of the managers when I was working in accounting. And he was sitting with me and he goes to me, Narinda, remember this for the rest of your life. And I have remembered that over the years. And I think to myself, you know, so true. So if I go for a project and it wasn't meant for me, I'm like, oh, oh well, you know what? What can I do? Mm. OK, next, it, it pushes me even more, motivates me more to work for something else. So I, I, I just don't believe in giving up. Yeah, life's not always perfect. And I probably sound the most lively. I'm always lively. I'll tell you that. Like, I'm always <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. I love it. I, I laugh at my own jokes. Half of the time, nobody laughs at my jokes. Um, I crack these jokes with my clients, and they look at me like, Mindy, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? It's all right. I ain't doing nobody any harm. I'm just a kind of bubbly person, always have been, because maybe, like I said, being knocked for 23 years is a long time of being knocked down. And every knockback made me a stronger girl. I thought, how dare you knock me? Like, I, for example, I had... Um, couple of um, years ago, I wanted to work with, um, there was a show and it was a kind of life coaching one. And I said to the guy, obviously, would you like to collaborate? And he goes, yeah, what's in mind? I was like, I'd like to come on your stage and share my life story as well. And he was like, Oh. At that point, he thought, Oh, this girl's quite strong. She comes on the stage, she's going to overtake my show. And actually, his thinking was wrong. I Absolutely. wanted to go on the stage, collaborate, and become the most powerful people on that stage. And he didn't think that far, So he inside the box, not outside. And I go on there to make his show even better than what it was. And he goes, no, thank you. Not this time. I was like, wow. And at that point, I was like, really good. I was like, wow, this he won't let me on the stage. I was like, why? Like, And then realized it's the fact he had been on my social media page, checked it out, thinking, nah, this girl's too powerful. Hmm. I'm not going to let her on the stage. And this is what I'm saying. Sometimes people take it the wrong way. So he didn't let me on. And the following week, I found another way. And I ended up on somebody else's show. So that even came out better.
1: Absolutely.
0: So this is what I'm saying. Some things are not meant for you. You're not, you're not meant to work with people. And I thought, wow, I didn't like that attitude. And I'm like, that's not the right person to work with. I like working with strong, motivational, inspiring people that will support me, not knock you. If they're going to knock me, I don't want to work with them. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely.
0: And, um, but I will never work with negative people. If you're going to knock me, I will never work with you. I had 23 years. I've been knocked no more. So now I'm one of those people. If you come across as quite negative and toxic and you find me intimidating, then I won't work with you. But I'm not an intimidating person. I'm a very humble girl who had to work 23 hard years. My dad did pay for all my courses. My dad said to me, if I give you the money for each course, he goes, you will never understand the meaning of money. Of course. So i what i did i invested in my own self i trained the celebs the money that i'd get from there i'd invest in the next course and the next or my equipment and i built my business like that i have that much equipment in every location and i'm like i don't even know where half of it is or i'm trying (laughs) to say um i'm a very very down-to-earth person sometimes looks people look at you and think yeah she might be stuck up i'm not that kind of person i couldn't be stuck up even if i tried i'm a very humble down-to-earth Asian, funny, cheeky girl. That's all I am. And if somebody comes up to me and say, I need your support, I will give you 110%. I'm not that kind of person. Even if it's something I can't help you with, I will find a way to help you or recommend you to the right people. I don't believe in giving up and I don't believe in not helping. I help every single person no matter what it is. Even if it's out of my comfort zone, I will go out of my way to help this person. I love that. Thank you, but you know what? You're very inspiring. Having spoken you. to you today, this is the first time we've spoke. You have such a positive vibe about mm. you. You come across. You remind me so much of me. Mm. And okay, so I I have 23 years, you have eight, but you to me stand equal to me. Just mm. tell you why? Because I love your personality. I love the motivation. I love what you're doing. I'm in mean, these podcasts. I'm like, oh my god, how amazing! This man has done so much and trying to get by other people and help people. And I love Firstly, that. Firstly,
1: thank you so much for that. Oh,
0: that's okay.
1: There's something that really hit a note with me actually is when you said that guy who was afraid of you coming on the show. Now, if I had to almost kind of from the outside look at yourself and look at me, we're completely different in terms of you're yeah. very energetic and very it's extroverted, crazy. whereas I'm quite a more, I suppose, I call it laid back rather than lazy because it sounds better. Yeah but one thing that actually excites me is that i'm sitting here thinking i need to collab with this person on something something to change people's lives because
0: how weird is that because i was thinking exactly the same thing i thought you know what amazing exactly and i don't
1: have that scarcity mindset of oh she's gonna outshine me because at the end of the day what's going to happen is say for instance we were on stage you're going to get X amount of people that are going to resonate with you better. There's going to be X exactly. amount of people. We have our own audience, but together, what you're doing yeah. is you're tapping into a much wider audience. And I always believe yeah. that we should always try and have the abundance mindset because exactly. help yeah. as many people I, as you can. And we have the same values yeah. and ethics because all, all I'm hearing from you is you care for other people and all your stories relate back to how you've helped somebody. Yeah. And, and I absolutely love that. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Yeah.
0: But I've had a lot of, like I said, personal trainers, even that I work with, uh, when I go and train my clients, they like, linda you've got too much experience. We're, we've only got this." I'm like, mm. "Why would you lower yourself? Mm. You guys are exactly equals to me." Personal training, like you said, is not about just having so many clients, and I, 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 I say that to everybody. I'm like, you know what? If I'm not suitable for you guys, um, you know, there's so many amazing people out there. Only difference with me is I train alongside my clients. If I have 10, 15 clients that day, I will get on every single machine with these people because i want to make you feel special that day i'm a very professional trainer when i train my clients obviously i don't talk i speak to everybody in the gym but when i'm training my clients my focus is on my client mm. that one hour of spending with these people is my focus if somebody comes up to go hi in the window i just put my hand up and that's it you will not get a conversation out of me because my client is the most important person in that room for me because they are paying for that time they want it they want the results but i don't believe in easy workouts I'm kind of like a killing machine if you guys come to my class you gotta walk out feeling like you had a good workout I have a lot of my clients who will text me later and go Rinda you killed me I can't sit on the toilet excuse my language (laughs) I can't I can't get into bed I'm coughing I'm in pain um and I'm like I just put laugh out loud and they're like you're horrible I'm like no give it a couple of days you will ring me back and you'll be like you know what I feel good
1: absolutely and they do
0: but this is what I'm saying. Sometimes people don't understand what personal training. For me, personal training overall is about clearing your mind, your attitude, your confidence. It's your lifestyle. And it's about mental health. It will bring out everything for you. It's not just about getting an amazing body. Personal training for me isn't that. Personal training is I will make you feel good inside. And as you start to learn to love what you have I'll on the show outside. on the outside. Yeah. Everything works together. If you're happier, how you approach other people, how you have conversations, they will be even more positive. I said you will attract positive people and you've been positive.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: think that's very important, you know what I mean? But I don't find a lot of personal trainers kind of using the same technique. A lot of personal trainers I've come across, and I'm not saying this, there's some amazing people out there, yeah. Um but I'm I'm just talking about a few. And if they are listening, they know that I'm talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did tell her that I would mention him. No, I'm only joking. Um, no, but I'm saying sometimes it's just about training them. I was over there. Go, Goodbye. See you later. Bye bye. And I've seen that.
1: It's just the training. It's not the personal side, and the personal side that's the most important thing.
0: And I find that so shocking. I'm like, wow. Like, is that it? And I was talking to somebody recently and like I said, some amazing personal trainers out there, absolutely amazing, talented people. But I'm talking about a Pacific friend of mine and I did tell him that I would literally mention him. And he was like, yeah, whatever. So he was like, so he's going to hear it. But basically, yeah, he looks at his watch and he goes, "Okay, I was over. Catch you later. Bye bye. And I was
1: like, really? I was like you can yeah that's all I thought wow I think people like that and this isn't to kind of like put people on a loudspeaker but I think it's a bit like you know when people go for a normal job and they just hate their job whereas yeah. some people genuinely love their job so when I was doing personal training I actually genuinely loved being there whereas exactly. that whole approach of oh my god the time's up at half five when I was in corporate I couldn't wait to leave the office at half five exactly. so I kind of I can relate to them so what I would probably suggest to those people is is personal training actually for you because it isn't as easy as let me write a gym plan and then I stand there and count off the reps it's about physically it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of mental energy it takes a lot of physical energy especially if you're getting involved yourself as well and you have to be a 100% committed to changing that person's life who's literally invested in your services so I always think when people say, oh, I'm just going to become a personal trainer because they're here that like, you can make 30, 40 or whatever amount of money Yeah, for that's me. it. I'm like, you're, you're going into it for the wrong reasons. There's got to be, there's got to be something intrinsic within you that genuinely wants to see people change, if that makes sense, so.
0: I totally agree. For me, when I went into personal training, it wasn't about the money, which is so weird. Yeah. And everybody was like, well, do you know how much you're going to earn? I was like, no, but I'm going to help people. I'm going to do what I'm good exactly. for. Literally, I loved helping people. Even when I was younger, I've always been very caring like that. And I'm like, if I can help somebody, I feel good about it. Um, and they were like, well, do you not, do you not want to know how much to you? And I'm like, "Nah, that will come after.
1: Absolutely. Let me help you.
0: And then it works the other way around. But if you come in with the view that I'm going to earn 40 grand or 50 grand, you're really, it's, it's a wrong way to think. Obviously, yes, you've got to be paid, and I understand that. But do you know what? You have to care about your clients as well. It's very important you can't just go time's up. catch you later
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely so I think the key and this is kind of more what I try and tell people is find something that one obviously makes you happy but something yeah. that makes you fulfilled and then the money itself it'll come from somewhere exactly. whereas people chase it the opposite way they're going for the money then they feel unfulfilled then they're unhappy and I'm like switch that around the only problem is is when we do it probably our way as i'm sure you could probably contest to this when i first started personal training it wasn't earning more money than the previous jobs that i was doing but i was enjoying it obviously if i worked the whole nine hours it would be fine but i didn't have the energy especially when i started it was i'd do a session and then i'd do maybe another one then i'd need a break and it's difficult it's tiring which is why i find you inspiring in terms of you seem to have this Consistent energy and again we're gonna find out how to put it in a bottle because we're gonna sell it and then we'll <laughs> actually make the money. But um yeah, it's a brilliant thing and I just wanted to touch on just before we move on to the next question, one other important thing that you touched on. So anyone hearing this story now is seeing someone who seems very confident, who is confident, who's very great at what they do, but they also mentioned something really important and that was that you have bad days. And that's something that I always try and tell people that don't always look at what you see on social media and, and assume that everyone's having this perfect lifestyle because at at the end of the day, it's very rare somebody's going to think, Oh, do you know what? I'll just post my shit day on social media. So yeah. it's refreshing to hear that you have these bad days, but it's also Everybody refreshing. Does. Absolutely, if,
0: if somebody says that they've never had a bad day, they're lying. If somebody has ever, if if somebody can put their hand up and say, You've never been depressed, they're lying. Absolutely. They say they've never gone through anxiety. Everybody, I guarantee you, that has gone through something in their life doesn't matter, the most successful people in the world have had times like that. It makes you a human. If you've never been through it, they're lying. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I know everybody. I have some amazing, successful people that I train at the moment. They've all been through it. But you know what? That's made them the person they are. They said, like, that's life. But it's how you deal with it. You can either curl up and think life's over or – do something about it. And I'm one of those people, like, if a project goes wrong or something goes wrong, I'm like, okay, you know what? That's okay. That door shut, but you know what? I'm going to find another. I'm a cheeky little thing. I find a little hole underneath the door, and I get in that way. And then, and then I'm like, kind of like, peekaboo, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? I don't believe in giving up. There's always a way to get into something that you want to do. I, l- I love that. It's about people. Some people don't want you to succeed. You'd be shocked how many people are waiting for me to fail, even now. I I have so many people have supported me over the years from amazing trainers to fitness gurus, to so many people, but there is also a handful of people who don't want me to succeed. And my, you know, my comment to these people is, you know what? There's no way you can knock me. You know what I mean? So how can you knock somebody who doesn't believe in giving up? You know what I mean? You can't. But it'd be nice to see more people like me, more like yourself, inspire me. Um, you know, helping our community and letting people know that there are people there that will support you.
1: Absolutely. I
0: will support anybody. If anybody sends me a message and, we do I want to get into this, or my clientele's not going good, what can I do? I will go out of my way to help you, to make you the best. Because being role models, that's what it's about. It's making you guys even better than us. Absolutely. I like to make that's, that's better than
1: me. Yeah. We're, we're different personalities, I suppose, on the outside, but our values yeah. are exactly the same. But there is a lot of people in the world who don't like that and they want to see people do well. And there's a brilliant quote, they want to see you do well, but never as good as them. Again, I don't get that. I think it's a scarcity mindset. I think we need to be in a place of abundance in terms of support as many people as you possibly can. Because the more people you support, the more support in retrospect, you'll get yourself as well. And that's how you move quicker in the world. So I I love that you do that. I suppose what we're trying to do is almost time collapse people's journeys because we've got 30 years of experience now ideally it would be brilliant if nobody had to go for 30 years to get to where we are now yeah, i would love them exactly. to have that within the first year maybe two years so uh, it, it, it's brilliant
0: well the, at the moment like i said i'm a mentor for young um, students who want to get into fitness and so what i am trying to do you kind of hit on the nail trying to get take the 23 years and make these people better than who i am in less than 23 years i want these guys to be the best because that reflects on you That's if a- you make them better than you i've done what i needed to do we're role models for these youngsters and i'm like if you guys want to be better and you want to be better than me and the young lady was like nah i don't want to be better than you i'm like no, really i'm gonna make you better than me because if i make you better than me you have done i've done what i needed to do then you're the next role model if you're the next strong girl you're the next one next and you know what we've done it we've started the ball rolling um you know and i everything i've learned the tricks of the trade Every, every project I work on, I will share that with everybody. I will literally tell you guys, right, I did this, but how about if you go into this area, how about this, this? Because having a diverse background behind you with different qualities, like I said, I'm a life coach, cancer, motivational. There's so many different qualifications make you a very strong girl. I have a lot of qualifications in my hand, but I actually have probably the most qualifications. Um, and that's why I ended up with my own show. But that's because I don't believe in giving up. Even now, when I finish one project, I'm on the next. I never stop. And I don't know, maybe that's why I'm really bubbly all the time. I'm like, right, next challenge. I've done that. Next one, next one. I'm building myself up to that point where I have everything in one hand. So it makes you the most strongest, powerful girl in the West Midlands. And that's what.
1: In the I'm world at the minute, I'm thinking.
0: Oh, that's so like sweet. No, no, no. There's some amazing people out there. Absolutely amazing.
1: But there's no reason why you can't be, you know, the face of the world. And I think with your enthusiasm and with your knowledge and stuff, you should definitely try and obviously aim that way. That's
0: so sweet. Do You know, I would love to work with you. And obviously, if, um, you know, obviously everybody's listening to this. Mm. I think you are amazing. Thank as a you so much. I would love to collaborate with you. You come across as For me, you said eight years. To me, it doesn't seem like eight years. To me, it's like you're exactly the same as me. And I'm like, I want to work with this person. Mm. You have the energy. You have the drive. You have the passion. And you want to do good for these people. I'm like, I would love to work
1: with you. To be honest,
0: it'd be an honour to work with you, trust me.
1: We're definitely going to have to have yeah. a conversation <laughs> offline because you also touched on their disabilities as well. And one of my siblings, long story short, is when they first came, they couldn't walk in straight lines and stuff. So they had to do a lot of yeah. occupational therapy. And mm-hmm. one of the things that hurt me was, they were getting segregated at school and they weren't allowed to play football at goals and stuff and it really upset me and one of my passions and it was one of my goals that I wrote down and I kicked myself because you know how you go through life and then life takes over you forget certain things that you you were supposed to do and one of my goals was actually to create something for children with autism children with learning difficulties to have the ability to do fitness so you touched on this at the beginning of the episode and I literally made a note of it so I think it's a conversation we'll obviously take out of this podcast let's make an impact
0: with a lot of organizations now this year um, a lot of projects that I'm gonna set up because I think everybody from adults to young children have every they should have the same opportunities that everybody 100%, 100%. else has and they should never be segregated and it's such a shame that you know that at school especially when such a young age they're kind of like separated or they can't take part in an event and I think every child has every right to be part of it. It doesn't matter how they do it. You absolutely, know what I mean yeah I if I can help not just adults, children, I've done what I needed to do. That That is the purpose of my job. So personal training is a middle part. And I, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. And I think, you know what? We'll do a great job in West Midlands. We'll take it further. Definitely,
1: we're going worldwide if you're working with me because we need to exactly. get this message out there. So I'm gonna segue a little bit then. So, you've had obviously knockbacks after knockbacks Throughout your journey, and and I can only imagine how difficult it is for a lady to go into a a predominantly male industry, especially when you did, and then being Asian on top of that as well. But you've come through it, and I think it's going to be evident for anyone listening up until this point that nothing's going to really stop you, which is fantastic, and that should inspire people. That a lot of it is just our self-belief, our mindset, and just like looking for under that door, just that little hole, just to kind of find your way through. I really love that. But what I want to ask you then is. In this particular moment right now, what is your actual biggest fear?
0: I think my... I do don't—I wouldn't really say it's a fear. I want to be out there to help as many people as I can in the UK. And for me, maybe if, if that's a fear that I can't reach nearly everybody that I need to.
1: That's something that, again, yeah. I resonate with, and with the fear of when you start to realize that your words have an impact or your your job or your service can change people's lives, you almost feel like it's a duty that you wanna you wanna expand it. So yeah, you've seen it. the impact yeah. that you've had, like such a positive impact on so many people from here to like Luxembourg, to the TV shows, which could be broadcasted anywhere in the world. And now it's kind of like, okay, I've got this power or this kind of responsibility. I need everyone to know this. And I'm a bit like that. Yeah. So like your story now is, is teaching me so much value and I want to kind of share yeah. this with as many people as possible so kind of agree with that because I think that's probably a similar answer to what I would say as well but one thing that I like about you is that you're not afraid to share your best work as well yeah. in the fact that oh what if somebody takes it or, or gets better than me I, I like that yeah. about you because it is about actually isn't that the point isn't the point that yeah. I share my best work so somebody's better as a result of me helping them exactly and another beautiful thing with that is because when somebody actually asked me the same question so when I ever started like property or fitness I used to just give them everything like all of my tips <laughs> and tricks and they were like "Are yeah. you gonna hold nothing back to sell and I was like well not really because the reason I do this is so people live longer and live happier exactly and they yeah they were like but, but you should hold some of your stuff back and I said listen people can copy me and they can take it that's absolutely fine actually i find that as a compliment because the magic is in me like i think of the material so they're going to always be one step behind me all the time exactly i'm happy to kind of give my best because every year even after this conversation i've learned so much more again and this is why i love the podcast because i get to connect with people with more experience more life lessons and i almost level up every single time so i have no fear of giving my best work on that particular day because i know tomorrow is another opportunity to grow and give more And I think obviously you demonstrate that you've been doing that, which is why you've been so successful up until now. Thank you. You're very welcome. You
0: know what? You you give me so many compliments and that's so sweet. But you know what? I think the same of you. I think you're a very talented young person. I think you've worked so hard. Um, You know, your quality of work says a lot. Mm -hmm. I can tell just by speaking to you today that you've changed so many people's lives. You've done exactly what I do. Mm. And, um, you know, you're an amazing personal trainer. And I will definitely be recommending you to a lot of my clients. Some clients I can't reach. Some clients don't want to. I train men and women. So some men sometimes just want to train with a man. So I now know who to kind of, you know, send the details across. I'll be like, you need to train with Aaron because... Because they they've always saying to me, "Remember, is there a male version of you? I'm like, I haven't him? met a man. <laughs> yeah, and now I've found somebody who is exactly like me, has so much passion and drive, That you want the best for these people, what and you awesome. remind me so much of me. And I'm like, now I will be recommending people because you are amazing. And, you know, a lot of people don't give you the opportunity, like today, I mean, you gave me the opportunity to come on and share my life story, and I, I'm so grateful for that because You're not welcome. everybody
1: gives you an opportunity in life do you know what I mean you've got a message to share and something that I think will resonate with a lot of people
0: that's so sweet and I appreciate that and I always think like everybody that always supports me in my life i will always be there to support them guys
1: you know me 100 percent.
0: you are truly amazing too thank and you. it's so sweet I mean you give me a lot of credit but I think you know what to me I like I said this is the first time we've spoken mm. to me you're truly inspiring I've kind of learned a lot from you today too
1: thank you I received that So what I'm going to do is now actually, Narinda, is I'll go into what I call the fun part of the show. And this is the part of the show where I'm going to ask you stuff that we haven't touched on. So it's going to be very random topics such as Coke or Pepsi, for example. And the reason (laughs) I do this is just to kind of give the listeners a bit more of a flavor into the kind of person that you are, that you are somebody else other than this driven, passionate person trying to to change the world. You do like stuff like pizza or McDonald's. Oh yeah, I
0: do. There you go.
1: Fantastic. So It's gonna be about 60 to 90 seconds, so whenever you're ready, I'll get started. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, we're gonna go in three, two, one. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be?
0: I don't know, that's hard. That's a good one.
1: Can I come back to that one? We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Okay. okay. Your favourite hobby? Uh, sports. Would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? When? What are you secretly good at that nobody knows? A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one.
0: I have a lot of um, talents that mm-hmm. people still don't know I have. Mm-hmm. You
1: know? So let's share one.
0: Um, I don't know. I think I'm really good at telling jokes. Your biggest role model? Okay. My role model obviously is...
1: My father. What would you like to be remembered for?
0: As one of the most strongest motivational fitness girls in
1: the UK. In the world. In the world, that's <laughs> it. If you could relive one day again, what day would it be?
0: The day that I became the most famous Asian girl on um, KTV. As a day that flew so fast, but I wish I had the chance to slow down. and mm. I had so much to say and the show just kind of finished and that was it. And I enjoyed it. It was, it was amazing.
1: Brilliant. The ability to fly or be invisible. Invisible. The number one thing that annoys you?
0: People gossiping about people.
1: Money or fame? Fame. Your proudest moment?
0: Seeing my family so proud of me, um, especially coming back from Luxembourg, uh, coming back with the medals and representing Great Britain. Probably like when I walked into the house, my family celebrated. It was the most amazing, we had a party. It was the best time out of my life.
1: Your favourite food?
0: My favourite food is actually Asian food, which is paneer. It's soft cheese.
1: What is your biggest addiction?
0: I like chocolate.
1: Your favourite motivational speaker? Myself. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? God. And finally, we're going to go back If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? toxic people okay brilliant so that's the end of the uh, fun fire round and we're almost actually at the end of the show now so I just want to ask you two final questions if I may Narinda so hindsight's a wonderful thing I'm a firm believer that we can obviously get to places quicker easier and with less heartache but I'm also a firm believer that the journey teaches us so much as well so what I want to know is knowing everything that you know now with all of your experience and all of your life lessons if you could go back to a young Narinda maybe 23 years ago for example and whisper yeah. something in her ear What would you say?
0: I'd go back and say to Naminda that every knockback, don't cry. Obviously, when I was younger, you know, I took it to heart. Don't whisper and say, you know what? Never give up. And you know what? Become the best you can.
1: I love that. I love that. And the last question is, if in 150 years time, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book. And in this book, it's about you. It's about the life of Narinda. It tells us all the amazing, wonderful things, all of the ups and downs of your life. Firstly, what would the title of the book say? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell the person picking it up to entice them to read it?
0: Okay, the, the front of the book would have a photo of me with a, a, a smile, as it is on my social media. And it'd say, um, never give up, mm-hmm. always smile, uh, become the best you can. Yeah. And at the back, it just say, you need to read this book. It has <laughs> like about, literally have um, just a little kind of saying at the back and it would say something like, look, 23 years of my life were not easy. I had the good times. I had the bad times. But you know what? My journey made me who I am today. And to become the best you are, you need to you need to experience that. I'm like, you need to read this book and literally yeah well i'll just say you know what pick it up and read it you want to become strong yeah this is knowing book pick it up it will make you the most strongest person in the world and they want to pick it up do you know what i mean
1: yeah i love it fantastic (laughs) and just before we close the show is there any questions that you wish i had asked you that maybe you wanted to convey to the audience
0: no i think um you asked some amazing questions Questions that I've never been asked before. And it made me think for the first time. Um, (laughs) No, it was amazing. Um, You you know, I kind of learned so much myself today. I think everything you do in your life teaches you something. And, you know, um, after this, you know, after the podcast, it's taught me so much, Mm. Um, you know, and it's made me a stronger, even more smiley kind of person. You know, it's made me realize that my message is getting across to people. Mm. um, And, you know, and I owe it to you. So thank you
1: no you're very welcome thank you as well for your time and just what I want to do now is give the audience a chance to obviously connect with you so what's the best place people can reach out and maybe tag you in that they've listened to the episode or just follow your journey which I'm sure they're going to learn so much from
0: Um, social media for me is at the moment my Facebook and Instagram Mm -hmm. I post everything what I'm doing um, on my Instagram page, which is Narinda underscore Haya, that's H-A-Y-E-R mm-hmm. underscore fitness. So, on my Instagram and Facebook, so you'll always see I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn as well, but my LinkedIn is more of my uh, life coaching, my motivational best place to find me is Instagram. You'll always see everything I do and how I kill my clients and laugh. And how <laughs> I have no shame. I do kill them, and you know what? I have no shame, which is so bad, but it is reverse psychology. I don't feel I don't feel bad for it because I know at the end of it they're gonna get the most amazing body. Absolutely. So yeah, social media or if they wanted um, and they didn't wanna go on my social media, you can send me an email on N-A-H-A-Y-E-R. That's na at hotmail.co.uk.
1: Fantastic. What I will do is get all of those off you, the actual proper links. I'll put them in the show notes so anyone listening to this can literally click info and then directly go straight to the pages so it makes life a lot easier. I want to once again thank Narinda for her time in sharing the story today. And for everyone at home, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes.
0: Have an awesome day.